Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week's episode is brought to you by Advice, a new podcast about advertising and how it perpetuates addictions in order for corporations to get rich. Whether it's QVC, supermarket checkout lines, or pharmaceutical marketing, our hosts will give advice on how to break the cycle and be free of the destructive pitfalls of commercialism, primarily accomplished by picking up a new vice in your life. Advice. It's advice on adding a vice to avoid the advice. That tagline probably made more sense in print. I'm Jason. Hey, what's up? I'm KJ. And in this week, we discuss our week in review. And then I inject some Midwest bias into our official, speaking of tangents, Major League Baseball preview. And then we're joined by Kevin Stanfield as he reviews movies he hasn't seen and concerts he has. Finally, we'll wrap it all up with feedback and a bittersweet announcement. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, week. things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week. So what's up this week? <laughs> good is up this week. I have two reasons good is up. Oh, okay. One, uh, baseball season is here. What's number two? <laughs> I got number two. I got a new strap for my ukulele. Oh, okay. That is good. And this past weekend, my stepdad helped me put it on because we, we had to drill a hole. We had to do the whole thing, like a real strap. I'm talking about a real strap. And I'm like a, a whole new jamming woman now. Oh, cool. You, wait, you had to drill a hole? Yes, in the bottom of the... You know, because some, some ukuleles or ukuleles come with the little button on the bottom of it, and some oh, don't. Oh, the pin, yeah, the yeah. strap pin. Yeah. And so this one is cheap enough that it did not come with that. So yes, I bought a temporary, or not a temporary, but a remove, um, just a cheap ukulele strap a long time ago that you don't put in. It's not secure. You just kind of hang it around your neck, and that did not work. But oh, no. so then I decided, okay, I'm going to do this, and it's way better. Like I can play better. Why is that? <laughs> Because you're much more comfortable with that than something that you feel like is going to fall off at any point. Well, I never even used that. I just held the ukulele in my lap. Also, yes, you you have much more freedom of movement now. You don't have to worry about yes. if I let go of this thing, I'm going to drop it. Yeah, if I had to stand there or sit there and hold on to the guitar the whole time, no. Even when I sit down, I put the guitar strap on. It's fantastic. I can yes. play chords better. I have a better grip on the uke. It's crazy. Uke or uke, <laughs> I don't know what the word is. We've gone know. over this. St- young Statman would say ukulele. Stat young man would probably say ukulele. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you know what? I'm standing up right now. Yes, I do know what. Oh, really? Yes, and that's and that's good as down because that's I'm standing up because my I woke up with a neck ache and I thought it would be better to stand. Standing is better for podcasting. Standing but, is better for pretty much anything. Yeah, except for my feet. We'll see how long I last. But I am standing up in solidarity with you today. Good. Yeah, so good is up. Anything else going on? Um, well, I took another trip this past week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where'd you go this week? This week we went to Iowa to visit my 
folks. My mom turned 75 this week. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So we went there to, to celebrate with her. And she knew we were coming. Happy birthday. Late birthday. Yes. She knew we were coming, but she did not know that we had a little surprise party planned for her um, on at church, after church on, on mm -hmm. Sunday. And that was pretty fun. We got her good. Yeah, I saw the tweet where she was really surprised. Yeah. Well, that came from, uh, that, that, those two surprise pictures came from a video that I took, screenshots. Oh, wow. Oh, it was so fun. And she's not even mad at me. <laughs> but yeah, we got there Friday night, late Friday night. And Saturday, you know, we kind of talked about possibly finding a local march for your lives because they're all yes. over, not just in D.C. Right. Um, but that idea was quickly erased as we sat inside and watched about eight inches of snow blanket us, shut us in for the entire day. Really? Yes. In Iowa? Yes. Welcome to spring. Wow. I didn't realize it snowed that like that in March in Iowa. Yeah, it does. And and luckily, we did not, up here, did not get that snow, hmm. which is nice because I have tons of snow yet to melt up here. And So there's still snow on the ground. Oh, yeah. And, hmm. you know, it, it it's already opening day for baseball, but opening day at home for the Twins is next Thursday. And it is going to be so cold. <laughs> How cold is it going to be? Let's see. I'm going to predict 42. Oh, that's not too bad, really, though. It is honestly. when you're sitting outside. I guess when you're trying, out there trying to play baseball, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we had a good time, uh, and my mom was really pleased. We had great cake and ice cream and salted nut rolls, and a friend made lefsa for my mom. Mm. We we were eating high on the hog, as they say, in Iowa. Okay. Iowans. Oh, Iowa, Iowans? Yeah. Okay. And then do we they also... raise hogs in Iowa? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they do. Just I thought Iowa was... Is, no, Nebraska's corn. What is Iowa known for? Hogs. Really? Okay. There are pig farms everywhere in Iowa. And that must be, you know... <laughs> you need to align yourself pleasant. with the... Yeah, you need to align yourself with the, the wind. I was going to say, yeah, don't be downwind. Exactly. Um, and so on Saturday, instead of going to the march, because we were snowed in, we watched I, Tanya. Oh, the movie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was very was entertaining. Very entertaining. I don't know if I believe everything. Well, I mean, it's a movie. You know they had to take some sort of liberties in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah, they did. Um, I heard that they made her... Uh, Tonya Harding, like, almost um, made you feel sorry for her in a lot of ways. Yeah. Made her very sympathetic, was what yeah. I was trying to say. Yeah. My words ain't working. <laughs> well, yeah, it, they did. And and it sounds like she had a horrible upbringing, horrible mother, monster of a mother. Hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, she had a rough, out, you know, she had a rough upbringing. But if she was involved in, you know, smacking Nancy Kerrigan, then... The sympathy can't be that great for her. Oh no! But uh, and it, you it, never know. It leaves it as if she said she didn't know about it. She knew something was up, but she didn't know what it was. So the idea was that what is it was kind of like what is real truth? Everybody has their own truth, and it made me think of fake news. Is what it made me think of. Oh boy! Yeah. 
but it was very entertaining. Yeah, very good acting. their own truth, but there's only one real truth. Yes. Yeah. I mean. So what about you? Did you have any parties this past weekend, surprise or otherwise? Nope. Nope. All right. And what else? Did anything else go on with you this past week? Nope. Were you on the radio? Not this week. Not this week. Okay. That I know of. I mean, maybe. Um, let's see what else happened. I watched the Roseanne premiere. You actually watched that? I did watch it. I didn't watch that show when it was on, what, 20 years ago? Oh, I did. I loved Roseanne. <sighs> Never. Never liked it. But it wasn't, I mean, I, it wasn't appointment viewing for me. It was happened mm. to be on and I thought it was pretty good. Apparently a ton of people watched it. Yeah. Except something like, like 18 million view, viewers. Yeah. Which is more than the the series premiere twenty years ago. So you know what's going to happen now. Tell me. We're going to have Perfect Strangers two point yeah. and you know other comedies that should have not made it out of the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Married with children, probably. Well, you they're know gonna, they're going to re you know revive those. They're going to have revivals for those. That's what. That, yeah, I've heard that. There's going to be more. Well, you heard that Will and Grace is already back. Yeah, because people want money. Uh-huh. Now people want to talk about friends. I saw something on Twitter the other day, which is, I just thought, so silly. What if, you know, they're talking about getting friends back together. And what friends character would, would most likely be to vote for Trump? I'm like, why do we need to talk about this? Because that's the media fascination at the moment i mean i know it's part of it is because there's there's a lot of there's a fight between roseanne and her sister jackie because they fought about who they voted for so it was you know roseanne voted for trump and jackie voted for hillary so there was all this fighting so roseanne bringing that up in her premiere is now getting people to say oh what about friends and what about this and what about will and grace and what about perfect strangers yeah well it I read an article about um, Roseanne Barr who was talking about the show saying, yeah, Roseanne, what's her name in the show? Her name's Roseanne, but Roseanne it's Connor. Connor. Um, in the show is a Trump supporter, and they were asking her, why did you do that? And she said, because, you know, I support Trump too. And she went on to say something that I didn't expect her to say, which is, he's better than Mike Pence. Ooh. And I so do not want Mike Pence in charge of anything that – Trump, I'm picking the lesser of two evils is basically what she was saying. So I thought she just actually liked Trump. And apparently she can't, according to this interview, she doesn't like him, but she just feels like if you think Trump is bad, oh boy, you should see, hear some of the stuff that Pence comes out, uh, comes out of his mouth and some of the stuff that he wants to do. Yeah, well, I actually agree with that, but then there's another choice too if you don't like Mike Pence. Like I didn't think, I was surprised to hear she was a Trump supporter. <laughs> I was too, because you would think some of the stuff that she had, you know, said over the years would be the opposite. But, you know, I mean, yeah. and look, some people, some people just like to go against the grain of what you think they're going to do. Oh, anyway, yes. I can, I can certainly appreciate that. Oh, yes. <clears throat> but, you know, I mean, <laughs> the other thing that made me laugh is that she, um, what she's been doing for the last 20 years is running a, like a nut farm in Hawaii. Right. Which is funny to yes. me. I yeah. never would have, that would have been like the last thing I would, would have come up with her to do. Yeah, I know. I, I read, I didn't read that article, but I heard her on some podcast, I think. Mm. 
And um, I, I guess I thought I heard her say she, how much she hated Trump. So then I decided that she was not she did not vote for Trump, which is what, you know, uh, which is why it surprised me when I heard that she did vote for Trump after the Roseanne premiere. There was no good choice. No, I know. There was no good choice. There we, was choices that were worse and choices that were maybe slightly better, but it was all bad. Mm-hmm. It was all bad choices. And anybody that tries to say anything different is not paying attention. Yeah, I mean, I, it's all I, bad. We we covered this in our post-election, yes, um, discussion. But yeah, we. I mean, I think we said the same thing. The choices were bad and worse. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I mean, it's the thing. The problem I have right now is, even though I feel like I kind of agree that probably Pence is terrible, I don't think he would be as instrumental in destroying the fabric of our um, dialogue about things. And dumbing down the conversation in general so that everything is acceptable to say and you can be like, no, I disagree with you and I'm right. And there's no discussion there. It's just whoever yells the loudest mm-hmm. is right mm-hmm. yeah. or is, is the one who is listened to. And that's, that's, a, that's a problem. That hurts everything. And we talked about the media before a, a few minutes ago. The media are somewhat to blame in this too for covering all this nonsense. Sure. There's there's a better way to cover this. There's a better way to like stuff with Chris Eliza, which I know he, he's fine. Whatever. I'm I don't personally like a lot of the stuff he his takes on things because his takes are making fun of stuff instead of just reporting what is going on and giving an opinion is fine. But if we constantly if people in the media are constantly pundits or whatever you want to call them are just making fun of Trump or, or stuff like that all the time, that's not your job. You're not a comedian. Mm-hmm. Right. Your job is to report on stuff, report on it and let people make up their own minds. Because if you put the facts out there in a straightforward, as unbiased as possible way, it's pretty clear anybody who has any critical thinking skills. We need to we need to teach people how to think about stuff instead of trying to entertain them with news. You mean we as a, as a whole, not just as a society, this, not this as a culture. Yeah. Well, I mean, we <laughs> we are we are not informing anyone, and we are no. I doubt we are entertaining anyone either. So no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree that Trump. Obviously, there's no one been there has been no one like Trump to, you know, change the dialogue and dumb it down and make it okay to just scream at each other. But I also yes, agree it's tearing that, down everything. That, uh, it's, Pence it's, will destroy lots of things too, just in a different way. Yeah, I feel I do feel like, though, that even people in like people who who are supporting Trump to get past what they want to pass, get past. I I, some of the stuff that Pence says, I mean, even people even like right wing conservatives would be like, um, what? So it's yeah, yeah, he's he's off on his own, like own planet in a lot of this stuff. So I I don't I don't think a lot of that stuff would happen. I, I. I, I still honestly feel like the president is almost like a figurehead more than anything else, even though they have more power than like the Queen of England. But I still kind of look at it and go, yeah, 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 whatever. We at least have checks and balances where he can't just do whatever he wants. Well, so yeah, that's been the comes, case up to now, but I don't know. <laughs> that That's the problem is it's not the fact that Trump has crazy ideas. It's the it's the way that he presents things, and it's the way that it is changing the fabric of how we communicate with with people in yes. society and our culture. That is the problem. It's not that his ideas are crazy, because a lot of times you go back, and I mean, some of his ideas are crazy, 100%. But a lot of stuff you go back in, and people, I've seen people tweet this, and I agree, that just one of the days of Trump's presidency, if 
Obama or somebody before him, like Clinton or anybody, had done like one of these things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People would have lost their freaking minds and it would have been this giant, you know, scandal and investigation and he would have been like in jail by now. Mm-hmm. Any of those guys before. But because of the way the Trump is approaching stuff and is dumbing down the conversation, it all this he gets away with this stuff. And it's not that he has a lot of bad ideas. He has some bad ideas, but some of the stuff I think he is more leaning left than he is right in mm-hmm. some cases. And none of that stuff is happening. It's just all the rhetoric that's coming out. And it's that's the problem. So it's I would rather have somebody in there who has poor ju- not poor judgment, but has you know plans and policies that are different than mine that at least knows how to behave in society. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's ruining is, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Part of the president's job is to speak for America in terms of how you act and how you do things and set a set an example of we're not just going to tear each other down all the time in public just mm-hmm. because just trying to make myself feel better. And that is what he does. That's the only thing Trump does. Yep. So that's the problem. That's that's my main problem, and it's it's a mess. So I feel it's like a, it's, it's a mess, and it is a major problem, and it's going to take years to erase. I think I I agree. Yeah, or I it would take one one. It it could take one person, the next person that gets elected, who says, "No, we're not doing this anymore." And just this stuff about saying, "No, I didn't say that," or you know, or you know, this didn't happen. That guy, that that ambassador to Belgium. I'm sure you've seen this on John Oliver's show. Yeah, I think yes, who, I did. Who was like, "No, I didn't say that. No, I didn't say that. No, I didn't. I didn't say that." And literally, word for word, and John Oliver comes on and says, "Now, the only way he left himself some wiggle room there, so the only way that we could catch him in this, and the only way he would be wrong to deny that, is if he said these exact words." And then they cut to a clip of him a year earlier in like the UN saying those exact ex- words. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, come on, man. I know. People think they can get away with that stuff, and I they obviously do that. now because of the the current president. The, so that's yeah, that's my problem with this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Laws it's, can get repealed and all this stuff, and they're not they're not they're not going to you know add an amendment to the constitution. God, I would hope not. This is this is the only danger of this is Trump saying stuff like, "Oh, you know, I, it would be good to be president for life." When yeah. you start changing yeah. the fabric of our democracy, then we got a problem. Mm-hmm. But up until then, most of the stuff that's done is terrible and in bad and is hurting people, but most of it is not going to be permanent, if that makes sense. It does make Cause, sense, cause, yes. Because <laughs> these people are gone next election. I don't, I can't, I cannot believe that this will be going on for another, you know, four years. I can't either. In fact, I, I don't know. Not. I mean, do you, without, you know, with a short, if we can do, with without going into this, do you mm-hmm. think, yes or no, that Trump will be impeached? Not until some of the Republicans who are currently in Congress are voted out, which could happen um, this year. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. I think it's the midterms, and I, I don't know if there's enough seats up, but I think it's been shown oh, in the like um, some of the uh, interim elections that we've had in the last couple months where it was like overwhelmingly Republican areas and the Democrat won. I mean, the Democrat mm-hmm. barely won, but that's yeah. a huge shift. That's a seismic shift in, you know, political territory when you go from it's 90% Republican. The, I mean, the Republican wins 90% of the votes to the Democrat winning 51% is a huge deal. Yeah, um, definitely. So that, I think, I think that's going to be a good indicator of what's going to happen. 
Yep, I agree. And it doesn't have to be Democrats. It because I, look, I'm I'm neither one. I think both sides are nuts in a lot of cases, and mm-hmm. both sides are wrong in a lot of cases. And just the way that we have come into a hey, it's either you're either this side or that side. No, I'm I'm down the middle, and I'm so I lean either way on different things. Mm-hmm. But we should pick the best person for the job, and pick the person who has got the most sense and says the thing and, and approaches it in the best way and has good ideas about things and not just because they're, you know, have a red or blue thing next to their name, we should pick them. That's, that's, that's the dumbest thing ever. Learn to think critically. So the rock you're saying? <laughs> yeah. The rock and JJ Watt. I'd vote for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that is a bad idea. Uh, um, I even think lady from sex in the city running for governor or whatever in New York is a bad idea. Oh, that's who that is. I saw the picture of her and I thought, how mm-hmm. do I know her? Uh, Cynthia Nixon, I think her name yes, is. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the only thing I've ever, I mean, I've never seen a second of that show or any of the movies, but I obviously know her from, you know, promotional stuff and seen previews mm-hmm. like watching other shows on HBO and everything. But um, I I don't think it's a good idea for celebrities celebrities to get into politics. No celebrity at all. There's not one out there that you can think of that could do a good job. Uh, maybe, but I don't think their first office should be president. Yeah, right. I right. Think, they I should think have their some first office should be, you know, regional, local, state government. Like run for, you know, your your rep, like representative or you know, state senate. Yeah, Get like that first. Like Patrick Ewing had to start lo- start, you know, way down in the ranks of coaching, and now he's well, an NBA coach. Wait, is well, he an NBA he coach? No, 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 he's Georgetown, Georgetown coach. Right? Yeah, I, I think he's just not a good coach. He was a well, great, that's what I Because here's the other thing. Because you're great at one thing that involves something doesn't yes. mean you're great at everything that involves that thing. Yeah, Michael Just because you're a great player does not make you a good coach. That's right. And just because you're great at, you know, sales does not make you a good sales manager. You shouldn't get promoted. Why would why why take the person that's best at this job and put them in another job but they gotta do something different? That's stupid. I know, but that's the Just that's pay them the, more money. That's the promotion that's the way promotions work in the most it's of ridiculous. these companies. Yeah, I know. Because people don't think about stuff. Spend 30 seconds and think. Spend 30 minutes. Spend 30 days it sometimes and think about stuff. Learn to that's, – that's the problem I have with society now is we have lost the ability to think critically and give time to think about stuff. Well, and and yeah. consider like, okay, let me take – let me think three or four steps down the road in this and what happens if I do this and let me think about this. And look, do I do that all the time? Heck no. But do I try to? Yes. That's, I mean, I think the goal should be to think critically about stuff and learn the critical thinking skills to analyze and consider and ponder and give it some time and space to work and figure out what's the best solution, not just what's the first solution. We yeah. are we are instant gratification and it's ruining society. Yeah. Well, we started going down that rabbit hole, I think, as soon as um, 24-hour news cycle started. Yes. Because when uh, OJ need, we don't and, need twenty four uh, hour news. We don't. No, because if you look at some of the stuff they put on, it they got maybe three or four hours of news a day, and they just repeated and repeated and repeated, and they feel like they got to fill space with nonsense. Yeah, and, and and they and it's called news, and or it's considered news just because it's on a news network. No, right, and social media has really made it worse. <laughs> well, yeah, social media gave a platform to idiocy that was always out there. Yeah, but yeah. and good things that were always out there too. So it's 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 not bad. Again. Everything is great until people get involved and ruin it. Exactly. <laughs> so the, yeah. And not much. just individual persons, but people as a group. Yes. People as a group can, can do some awful things. Awful and, things. And, and um, we, can, we, can, we can leave this Week in Review segment with, speaking mm-hmm. of 
Mike Pence. And speaking of John Oliver, if yes. you haven't seen the latest John Oliver episode, oh, I saw it. you must see it. Marlon yes. Bundo. That bunny book. I know. I told you I was going to buy the bunny book. It was sold out by the time I really? went to buy it. Yep. I, I, first off, I can't believe that either of those books exist. <laughs> yes, I know. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, watch it. I think you guys, I think, I don't think you have to have an HBO subscription to see John mm. Oliver. You just go to YouTube. I think the next week they put all, most of it, or the majority of the episode on YouTube. They put like 20 minutes of it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. His main segment. And the one with the Belgian ambassador, they're all, these are all like from the past month or so. Yeah. Is hilarious. I can't remember exactly which one that is, but he he goes off. It's funny. Now talk about thinking critically. John Oliver does that. John Oliver's team researches the heck out of something. Yes. They come up with stuff. Very good. Because they go through and they they think about stuff and they research stuff and they put stuff together and be like, hey, you know, this doesn't make sense because of this. And it's, here's the thing. I am totally fine disagreeing with people. I mean. No, really? Yeah. (laughs) But I don't disagree to just try to put other people down or try to say, no, I'm right and you're wrong. I feel like disagreement and the tension that comes out of that is the way to get to the best solution. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if you have to de- not defend yourself, but if you have to debate and like talk through stuff, and I don't want to, I hesitate to say argue because argue implies has the connotation of, you know, dislike or, you know, we're angry at each other. And, I'm not talking about me and you. I'm talking about just in general, two mm-hmm. people. Um, but like, I prefer to say we're going to debate this and we're going to discuss this. And it may some at point venture like cross the line into arguing, depending on you know. But just because you're passionate and you're loud about something does not mean you're angry about something. So when I'm yelling on here, a lot of times I'm not angry about it. I'm more passionate about it and more. And sometimes I'm angry, but trying to just say, look, if we could talk about this and discuss this and both critically think or whoever's involved, everyone critically thinking about this, we will get to the best solution. That's the goal. The goal is not to win the argument. The goal is not to win the debate. When I say debate, the goal from where I like to come from, where I think this is the best way, and you know, I'm open for discussion on that. Haha. But <laughs> the best way, the best thing is to approach it like, okay, what's the best f- solution for everyone involved in this? And sometimes that means someone, you know, gets their way and another person doesn't, but most of the time it's some level of compromise in there. Yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and I'll do my favorite thing. Does that make any sense? It does make sense, actually. Okay. Actually. <laughs> actually. You sound like somebody that I'm related to right there. Really? Oh, yes. I get actually dad of my house every day, practically. Actually, dad? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, dad, it's this. And I'm like, no, you're wrong, actually. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you're wrong, and you just actually me being wrong. That's one yeah. of my things that I'm just like, come on, man. If you're going to actually me, you better be right. You know, I don't know. I don't think I've ever tried to win an ar- tried to argue just to win an argument because I've never really won an argument. Does that make sense? Like I know <laughs> that I'm not going to win oh, an I, argument I you... per se. I've never, you know, the I could never be on like a debate team because when I have some passion for something, I don't yell. I just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I I can't articulate my thoughts and I'm like yeah, uh, uh, and nothing comes yeah, out. You, you, not me, it's you. Yeah. 
well, not not necessarily those words, but you know, something like that. Like I can't speak the way I want to speak, so I could never win an argument, and I know that about myself. I feel like I get more articulate the more passionate or angry and or frustrated I get with stuff. So you and I are the opposite on that. A lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Before you hit the button, please do think twice. Try a slice of Midwest bias. Wow, Midwest bias time. Long time. Minnesota nice. <laughs> Midwest Minnesota nice. Minnesota bias. Yeah. So by the time uh, we released this episode, the, the Minnesota Twins, Midwest Bias, will have their first official game of the Major League season under their belt. And Okay, I got to go get a drink. Just you go ahead. I'll just keep going. So they, they open up in um, Baltimore against uh, J-Bab Sports Chicks, O's, who else? Joe Arrow, the O's, the O's hun, as they say, which I don't think I said right. Anyway, here's the Who preview. Baltimore, Baltimoreans. Baltim- Baltimoreans, okay. The O's, hon. Anyway, here's the preview for the Minnesota Twins. They were 85 and 77 last year. They went to the wild card game, and they lost to the Yankees. This year, my prediction is they will go to 90 and 72, and will make the playoffs. I do not think they're going to win their division. But I think they're going to get like a five-game improvement. And that is the preview for the MLB season. <laughs> as much as you, as much of it as you care about. That's right. And I think the Cubs will do quite well, too, this year. I think the power right. rankings are Cubs are at number two. Uh, the Astros are at number one, the defending champs. I think Cubs are at number two. And they put the Twins at number 12 out of 30. That's pretty high for the twins better than average they went out and, and you know they got some they got some good pitching is always their problem they never seem to get the right pitching staff they did go out and get some more pitching so we'll see um they've got the two new general man general manager and operations dude from the indians so they're 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 making moves like they used to that they never used to make so we'll see maybe they will climb up the ladder but that's my prediction 90 and 72. So you're saying getting someone from a Cleveland sports organization that's not named LeBron is a good thing? Uh, well, the, yeah, the Indians have done quite well in the last recent years. Have they won recently? Not the World Series, no. They haven't won the World Series since, I don't know, the sometime in the 60s. Before we were born? Yes. Okay. Yes. You, got, you, you heard me right. You heard okay. me correctly. This is the mm-hmm. this is the preview I'm going with. Well, if they, I'd like to give a preview of my uh, what I care about in the baseball season. Okay, go ahead. You ready? I'm ready. Here it goes. And back to you. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yep. Nothing. I I, I woke up this morning. And read tweets, hey, it's opening day, and literally went, oh, I'm not going to have to read this for the next week and a half. Oh, I didn't see yours. Mm -hmm. I would have went, ugh, but, you know, I didn't see. (laughs) Well, you'll just have to check it out because it wasn't yay, it was woo-hoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes all the difference. Doesn't it? 
And I include a GIF, and GIFs always make a difference. I literally, I don't know why, because I loved baseball as a kid, I literally could not care less about baseball now. I I have noticed. (laughs) It, it like, make, it frustrates me to even think about it. And I don't know why. I have no idea why. Does that make any sense? Does it have anything to do with the strike? The players strike it back in, what was it, nine? Oh, I thought you meant, like, you know, strikes and balls and strikes. (laughs) Um, No, of course. Uh, Maybe. Maybe, but no, but no, I just, it's just like, it's just happened in like the last five or six years. I've just been like, ugh, baseball. Cause it did take me about five years after the player strike to come back to baseball. Yeah. I think a lot of it was the steroid stuff too, for me. Yeah. But everybody's cheating. Okay. I mean, that doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't make it right. So my position is, if everybody's cheating and we know this, can't we just make everybody not cheat and let it be fair? Probably, but they don't care about that. But I don't get that. I don't either. That's why I'm not in. I, I just. But my position is everybody cheats in every sport. So if you like football. Well, you don't, don't care about anymore. football anymore either. Mm-mm. I think, honestly, I think that is why I'm like, I'm not interested in sports anymore. Because I hate the NCAA because of their stupid, we're not paying players, but we have $8 million a year set yeah. coach salaries yeah. and we have $100 million stadiums and just, and you know, they're making money. You know, they're making a ton of profit. So just get out of here with that. So college sports is out. In pro sports, I do feel like a lot of times people are cheating. Yeah. You know, whether it be, you know, drugs or illegal substances or something like that or just in general cheating. Um, I Like, I don't know what the Patriots – I don't know what they did and what they didn't do, but they're certainly skirting the rules on a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like – I'm just not – I'm not into that anymore. I mean, honestly, basketball is the only sport I can really watch anymore. Yeah, basketball. But I'm sure there's cheaters in basketball, too. Probably, yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't seem as blatant and open and as, you know, laid bare as the basketball. basketball, NBA seems to have its act together on a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And whether it's happening or not, at least they are seeming to address it. And the public face of it is better than these other sports to me. And maybe I just gave yeah. up on baseball years ago when it's actually better now, too. Well, they are working on trying to make the game shorter, but. That's, that's part not of Not everybody and likes baseball. I've heard from lots of people that I can't watch baseball. It's so slow. And I get it. I used it to is love it, slow. though. Yeah. And I don't know why. I just, I can't stand the thought of it now. Oh, you're, it, 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 you, it revolts you. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. On that no note, we'll wrap up Midwest bias. <laughs> and that's our MLB preview for yes. the 2018 season. Yes. It's 2018, right? It is. Tw- yes, 2018. Man. I know. What a year. What a season. <laughs> Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Yes, let's welcome back Kevin Stanfield to the show. Yes. Hey, hey guys, Kevin. How you doing? Good. 
First of all, I'd like to officially congratulate you on correctly predicting the Oscar Best Picture winner, Shape of Water, without ever seeing the movie. Well, thank you very much. I know your listeners, uh, you know, as your listeners know, I, I haven't been watching movies for a long time. And, <laughs> and, and you know, the, the Hollywood insiders, right, they just put too much stock into what they see, right? You know, all the politics and everything involved. And you, know, you can pretty much look at a movie and tell when it's a winner. And that was definitely a winner. I don't, I don't know why everybody just didn't pick that one. There you go. But then again, if everybody picked it, I, I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> right. Yes. So. Right. Right. Okay. So what have you got for us today? Any movies? That you well, want to you know review what, for us? What, what I haven't seen is, I don't know uh, if your listeners are familiar with the Pacific Rim uh, series, but uh, mm-hmm. they have a new movie that's either just been released or is coming out. It's called Pacific Rim uh, Uprising. Now, if you're not familiar with Pacific Rim, it's about, uh, there's, a, there's a kid song that goes, there's a hole in the bottom of the sea, there's a hole in the bottom of the sea, there's <laughs> yes. a hole, there's a hole. Are you familiar with that song? Well, and this yes. hole in the bottom of the sea is a monster. <laughs> right. There's a monster okay. in the hole. It's not only a monster, it's a bunch of monsters now. Uh, and interestingly enough, you brought this to my attention, uh, uh, Mr. Del Toro, Benicio Del Toro, he actually uh, produced the first one. I know I'm not sure about the second one because I haven't seen it. So, it, And it's about water, you know, about monsters and water. There's, I see a theme developing. There's here. a theme, yeah. Yeah, it seems like but, he's got something he's trying to work out. Yeah, yeah. So basically what it is is they've discovered that uh, in this hole in the bottom of the sea is a gateway to another dimension, and this other dimension is filled with monsters. They call these Ooh. monsters kaijus. I don't know why. That's what it is, so we just accepted it, right? Okay. So every once in a while, something happens, and a kaiju would just come up out the water, come up land, on land, and um, Pacific Rise, and they ended up in San Francisco or something, and just start wreaking havoc, just like, you know, just rezoning the whole area, busting up the buildings, you know, making noise, screaming, doing what monsters do. So mankind got together, you know, mankind will work together when monsters threaten to eat their planet. So they yes. got together, invented these big robots called um, uh, Jaegers. I don't know why they call them Jaegers. That's just what they do. And, and the thing about the Jaegers is the technology requires two people to, to operate the thing, but they have to connect telepathically, which they call the drift. And only certain people can drift uh, with other people, you got to be matched, right? You know, they call them, I guess that's where the drifters came from, right? They saw yes. the movie. Right. Yeah. So that that, that's, you know, la- the last movie, uh, uh, Charlie Somebody played in the last one, the same guy who was in uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy. He was the motorcycle Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember that guy. Charlie Huff, movie, yeah. Charlie, Charlie Somebody. Charlie Human, something like that. Yeah, he has the weirdest accent. I can't tell if he's like from Boston or, or Mexico. I just can't tell, right? Anyway, so <laughs> I think he's from like England or something. He's somewhere yeah. in Europe. And that's, you know what? That's remember that thought because I got to bring this up because of the guy who's starring in this one now. In the okay. and, and as a matter of fact, Idris Elba. Yes. <laughs> in the last one, the government the, they were losing the fight. The government got too much into the fight. Uh, with with the kaiju's and the, and and the Jaeger, so Idris Elba went out on his own and formed his own renegade Jaeger squad, and they saved the world. Basically, long story short, they saved <laughs> yes. the world, which which they had to save the world because now they have a sequel, right? You know, well, yeah, I mean, right. if the world was over, there'd be no sequel yet. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And one of the famous lines in the last movie was, uh, "The apocalypse has been canceled." 
Well, apparently the apocalypse was not canceled. It was just postponed. Yes. <laughs> right. They got the date wrong. Right, right, right. The, 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 the kaijus are back. Now, oh, okay. the star of this movie is another British chap. Because Idris Alba is, is British, I believe. And mm-hmm. John, John Boyoga, Boyega, is that how you pronounce his name? Oh, yeah, from Star Wars, from right, the new right, Star Wars right. movies. Yeah, we yeah, call yeah. him the black dude from Star Wars who isn't Billy Dee Williams. Right, <laughs> right, right. He, he's the son of Idris Alba, whose name was, what was this guy's name? Wait a minute. It was a great name, a great movie name. Let's see if I can remember it. It was um, Joe Apocalypse or something like that. It was some kind of name. Like <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a great movie name. So this is like, his, the father was Joe Apocalypse, and, and the son is like, Jeff Apocalypse, right? So anyway, <laughs> so real, you know, I know I'm going, I'm rambling. Just stop me if I'm going up too far. So anyway, so, the, you know, no. there's no Jaegers. Everybody's partying. Uh, Jeff Apocalypse, um, um, you know, he's partying. And he's like, um, he ends up in jail, which, you know, black guy in jail in the movie, I, I don't know, it's far-fetched. But anyway, <laughs> his sister, his half-sister, which is happens to be a Japanese chick, don't ask me why, I don't know, just see the movie or don't see it. Anyway, she's the head of the... Of the of the the Jaeger masters, whatever you call them, and it turns out there's more kaiju's coming. There's bigger and better monsters coming up out the hole, out of the bottom of the sea. And since 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 uh, John John Apocalypse, whatever his name was, um, has that talent, to be able to drift with these other uh, uh, robot operators. And these robots are big. They're big, huge things, right? They're like the the familiar with the Power Rangers, and when they would get together and make a big robot, you know, they'd be like two feet tall, and the robot be fifty feet tall. It's like that. Yes, these, these oh, things okay. are massive, right? Like Voltron. They, they, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. I don't know how old you guys are, but when I was a kid, there was a cartoon called Gigantor, and you guys, this is way beyond your time, right? I know somebody out there, some old people listening to you somewhere. <laughs> Oh, yes, definitely. Somebody will know that. Giganto was so cool. It was animated, but he was operated by this little boy, like a 12-year-old boy. Now, this this 12-year-old boy's parents were killed, but he had his own house, he had his own car, and he had a gun. Look, you know, Google Giganto. <laughs> At 12. At 12, yeah. This was a kid. This was my hero when I was a kid. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, these things are massive, but the, but the kaijus, the monsters, are bigger than this. So this guy, John Boyoga, the black guy from Star Wars, who was... Uh, um, Apocalypse's son, and, and, and Google all this. I'm mad because I can't remember the name. I mean, it makes me almost want to go see the movie. Anyway, he recruits, <laughs> he finds oh, no. out, <laughs> yeah, that ruined everything. He finds out that the best pilots for these robots are kids. And, hmm. it's, it's, and, and you know, and why not? You know, because <laughs> <laughs> what, what right-minded adult will go see this movie? So they find out, so he, his job, they gave him the choice. Either stand in jail, stay in jail, or come out and get eaten by a monster and train these kids to fight. <laughs> <laughs> there and there is the movie. That's it right there. I'm very. I'm looking forward to this. This is my early pick for Academy Award right now. Oh, <laughs> that, that is. If no other movies are made between now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if this is the only yeah. one, maybe. Yeah, if that's the only one made, or if they have a category best movie about. Monsters coming out of the hole in the bottom of the ground, eating the West Coast. You know, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> that. Fight giant robots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very excited, and and it's it's. it's um, I mean, what can you say? It's, it's action packed. I'm not sure about the romantic aspect of the movie. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know. So because you know, there's not enough time for romance because you're about to either get stepped on by a giant robot or eaten by a kaiju. Yeah, yeah. Right. That kind of puts the romance on the back burner. Yeah, I actually yeah. saw the first one. Um, 
Pacific Rim. I saw the first one, and I you looked up his name because I couldn't. Um, I couldn't remember his name either, so I looked it up. His name was Stacker Pentecost. Pentecost, that's it. So right? Joe Apocalypse, that was that was in the same ballpark. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was close. Stacker Pentecost. I actually, oh my goodness. I actually preferred Joe and Jeff. Joe and Jeff Apocalypse. <laughs> yes. Stacker Pentecost. That's it. His son, I think his name is Jeff Pentecost, or something weird, right? You know. But the, yeah. the cool thing about 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 the first one was. It not only took itself seriously, it went over the top. I mean, it was almost like oh, yeah. Shakespearean the way they, they were talking about this thing. Like, you know, it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I said, like, come on now. It's like a, a dude in a monster suit fighting a robot. But they, they were so serious. And that's why, I guess that's why I watched it, because it was, it was, it was taking itself to the extreme. And that's yes, why I'm quite ludicrous. hopeful about this one. Sounds like something that I will probably end up seeing with my, you know, 12 year old son sometime okay. this summer. All right, this if, sounds you know. like a movie that I will not see. <laughs> well, I didn't see it either, so we're in the same boat. <laughs> All right. But I'm impressed with your knowledge of a movie that you haven't seen. I mean, you've got well, it. You've got it down. It's, it's, it's a gift. What can I say? It, it yes. is a gift. Yes. Yes. Do not try this at home. This is expert it, level. Yeah, right you, here. you really, really. Everybody cannot see cannot not see a movie. Everybody cannot do there that. You there you go. So, do you have any other movies this week that you want to want to talk about? Well, not so much movies, and 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 I'm I'm gonna go like um, off the beaten path here. I do want to talk about something I did actually see. I um, uh, my lovely oh, wife good. acquired um, acquired two tickets a couple of weeks ago in the, in the D.C. area to see uh, the Justin Timberlake Man in the Woods tour. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> you're is, speaking KJ's language. This now. is perfect because you know that Jason is a huge Timberlake fan. Oh, I, I just, yeah, I love his boots. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> which is funny. His caprice is what we talk about. This this is a true story in the in the in the, in the pre-show thing. I don't know what you call it. We used to call it the over the night, but they have a DJ typically. And let me go off on another tangent. Speaking of tangents, see how yes. mm-hmm. there um, you go. In my day, back in my day, I used to do like be an amateur DJ, like you would mix music cool. and the scratching and all that. They don't yeah. do that anymore. A DJ, all he does is play song after song after song. The song, the beats don't have to match. The themes don't have to just. They don't. They don't do anything. It's just lazy. Uh-huh. It, it is completely, completely different from what it used to be. I, I totally agree. Yep. It's almost like they have all this equipment and lights and stuff going, and they're just pressing play on their iPod playlist. And that's, and that's it. It's, uh, this guy, and this is this is the truth. I'm not exaggerating. This guy said, "How many of y'all are here to see Justin Timberland?" and i immediately got on twitter i said i said the dj just called him justin timberland is is that a thing (laughs) i mean i didn't know if that was like a joke or something that people do but yeah i mean and he they paid this guy to be up there so it sounds like that might be his last gig opening for justin timberland (laughs) yes i I certainly hope so well it was okay well you you see it was it was a spectacle and but let me one more thing. They had an act. I don't even. It was so nondescript. I can't remember who the opening act was. But you <laughs> might as well had turned on uh, the, your radio, not a CD. <laughs> you might as well have turned on the radio and listened to these guys because it was it was it was just so vanilla. I mean, it was just so yeah. plain, and, and and they played and and it was just so boring. <laughs> I just I I mean, I'm sure they got paid. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm thinking that Justin, one of these guys out here, because he didn't want anybody that had any talent to show up before him. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay, now, now, 
I know that you're a Justin fan. Now, I'm not going to say anything bad about it. The man is a fabulous performer. Fabulous. Yeah. And yeah. he came out, his band was called, my daughter had to tell me this, was called the Tennessee Boys. Tennessee that Kids. Band. Close. Tennessee Kids. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's them. There was about 50 of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. Really? There's there was a lot about of 50 them. of them. If Justin's shoes weren't white, I would have lost them in the crowd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? yep. That's funny, because they were all black, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I still, yeah. I still would have lost them. But and it was fifty. But they could play and they could sing and they could dance, which was part of the problem. Because I came, I didn't pay money, but I came to see Justin, yeah. right? And it's nice that Justin can get out there and play with the rest of the band, or he can dance and do the same choreography. But he got lost in the mix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah. if it had been him on stage by himself, I think it would have been more enjoyable. Okay. But but. But the man can sing, the man can dance. Let me ask you this. Do people do ballads anymore? <laughs> do they do like... Not really. It's almost like when you do a ballad now, you lose the attention of like the younger generation. Yeah, it's like they don't yeah, have the yeah. attention span to pay it to, to, you know, to stick through a ballad. So yeah, it, it's, Just, it's a sad state of affairs. Justin yeah, usually is- will... He, sorry, Justin usually will slow it down with one or two songs. So he'll take one of his songs that is not a ballad and go acoustic. I think he usually does that with what goes around comes around. I don't know if he mm-hmm. did that at that show, but yeah, they don't really do ballads anymore. Yeah, you know, it turned out to be like one long song. So he may have done it, and and it was kind of interesting because the way the arena was was set up, we um we were, were situated pretty close to the stage, but mm-hmm. there were three stages. And wow. the main stage is where I was, and it rotated. Just it was like, it was like three circles, three discs, and all of them rotated. So at any given time, you were very close to a different section of the band or the vocalist, and they were just running all up and down around the stage. And when he did one particular number, he was furthest away from me. And by that time, I got my phone. I was looking for NCAA scores. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been with like, you on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like the the the, the, the love songs. Are just like fast songs with different lyrics. It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's true. Like, it's like it's like the love songs of when they use the word please. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Did, he have, did he have any lyrics that were like, and all my girlfriends break up with me just because they can't handle all the love? Because I know yeah, yeah. he's been known to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was it. Was all like, yeah, you know, um, baby, your hands are so dirty. Uh, don't you dare wash them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, that sounds about right. And uh, oh, stay right here, baby. Right. We'll be right back. It was but entertaining. I know my wife loved it. She just danced. I don't know if she understood a word he was saying, but you know, she just danced from beginning to end. And yeah. um, and you know, so I'm glad she enjoyed herself. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the crowd. I enjoyed the fact that two. Two or three seats next to me was this old Italian guy. Looks like he was about seven, seventy, eighty years old, who obviously wow. brought his grandkids and was uh, quite happy that his grandkids were happy. But this was the most miserable-looking individual I've seen, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen in my life. But you know, it was it was it was uh, you know the uh, innuendo aside, it was clean, wholesome. He only cursed like once every twenty minutes, okay. you know. So. Yes, I, I think he would have enjoyed it. Uh, is he coming to your area anytime soon? Do you know? He is coming, and I'm trying to decide if I should get a ticket. So the the three rotating stages helps me decide if I need to buy a really expensive one or if I need if I can go up a level. I, I think I can go up a level. I, I think you can too because I was I had a very good seat and I, I could take pictures and go and land. 
basically, like I said, it was it was the sneakers were the only way I can pick them out of the crowd. I, I think that with the, the the fabulous light show and the smokes and the pyrotechnics and the and the kaiju's come. Oh no, that was the wrong thing, right? But yeah, I, I don't think you have to go unless they had they had the VIP people who were down on the floor. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah. ones who actually, like, you know, when he was, like, fling his sweat, that they actually, like, got hit with the sweat, right? You know, mm-hmm. you got to ask for the sweat. Can I pay extra to get out of that section? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be there for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Uh, uh, let me yeah. say this now. You know, I don't know. I'm, You know, so the fact that I made a Gigantor reference, and you know, people know that I'm, I'm up there in age, which I'm quite proud of, right, at BC Alternative, right? But when my yes. wife and I walked in, uh, the guy at the door said, who are you, the chaperone? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, <laughs> that's about right. Why else would I be at a Justin Timberland concert? Right? You know? There you go. <laughs> Same yeah. for me, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it was I, called, I think you enjoy it. And it was called, it's called Man of the Woods Tour. So did he do anything with bringing, the idea of bringing the outside in? Did that, did he do that? And if so, did that work? Or was that just cheesy? Not a thing. And that's why I was asking people. I said it make it made sense because I thought at first it was Justin Timber Wolf. But that, no. <laughs> but then the woods, the tour, and none of it like I'm not familiar, like I'll if I'm listening to a Justin Timberland C D and I'll listen to it, say, Oh, that's Justin, I say, Okay, I can understand, I can hear it. But mm-hmm. to me he's sort of nondescript as a talent. It's nothing that I yes. can like like when you hear uh, a Prince song, you know that's Prince, yes. right? You know, you hear mm-hmm. Beyonce, sure. you know that's Beyonce, right? Yeah. Justin is just like he's—he's he's just kind of nondescript, which is another reason his opening act was so plain because they were like yeah. their name could be the nondescript boys, right? So, yeah. <laughs> but as an experience, as an entertainment experience, it was great. It was great, very yes. colorful, very like I said, very wasn't too loud. <laughs> that's important. That's, yeah. that's very yeah, that's important. important. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I, and, I, and the band was great. The, the Tennessee kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They They're are great. great. Yeah. They're great. They didn't need Justin. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> they are. They're very good. He's smart to keep them on, or maybe he's oh, not. Absolutely. You said you couldn't. You, he, he was kind of drowned out. <laughs> Did Jessica Beale, his wife, at any point come on stage and speak, like do any spoken word poetry? Oh, uh, no, no. I was waiting for that. That did not happen. That did not happen. Because that's on the album. <laughs> yes, oh, oh, it is. On the new album. Yes, yes it is. Um, you know what? Um, it's interesting. They should have opened with that. That would have given the whole thing a completely different atmosphere. Yes. yes. They should have absolutely. You know what? When you see them, tell them that. <laughs> yeah, KJ, tell them that. I will. I'll see tell them. Say, hey, is Jessica around? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm sure he'd appreciate that. I did yeah, see. Yeah. I thought I saw pictures of people that are tweeting out from his concerts. Two large tree trees on both sides of the stage. That's why I asked. Yeah. So, did, did that look? Do they look like trees? Because I think that's kind of weird to try to bring the outside in. Is what he's what he's touting? Uh, no, it didn't look like trees. It was like <laughs> two big things <laughs> standing. Okay. I mean, but, but because you look at you got to figure with all the technology they have around with the laser light shows with the pyrotechnics and that is everything mm-hmm. everything is so technology driven the tree was out of place and most of the time you spend you you, you ignore it because it doesn't do anything <laughs> right well, everything doesn't... else is moving shaking burning shining shimmering broadcasting <laughs> something the tree's just sitting there so it was, mm-hmm. it was just out of place right you know Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'll keep you posted. If I go, I will definitely let you know. 
I haven't I'll decided whether I want to spend money on this or not. Go ahead, because what else are you going to spend money on? That's true. <laughs> Food, shelter, come on. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We know you're not going to see Pacific Rim Uprising. Not not going to go I'm see that. I know see that. Maybe you should go. Maybe yeah. you should go and compare. Have you seen Shape of Water? No. Well, see, you know, you haven't seen that, and that won an Academy Award. Now, like I said, this is my early front runner for the yes. Oscar. Maybe, so maybe I should owe it, you owe it to your listeners. <laughs> maybe get in there early. <laughs> on the way to the concert. Yeah, yeah get on the ground level. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right. You get a VIP seat, right, for the apocalypse, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is true. I probably have a better chance of getting a VIP seat there than I do at Timberlake's concert. Yeah. Hey, you know who hey, well, you know what? That's one of the advantages of having a podcast. You you don't know who's listening. That's right. So, that's very true. That's right. Hey, if you're listening to Speaking of Tangents and you got two up in the VIP section, send them in. Yeah. That's right. I'll take them. <laughs> I'll let you have them. And I assume there are still movies out there you haven't seen, right? Oh, there's plenty of them I haven't seen. And uh, I'm looking forward to not seeing them. Yes. Excellent. We look forward to your reviews after not, from not seeing them. Yes. I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it. Right. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Hey, fellow people. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast so far. If you didn't laugh at that last segment, well, this podcast might not be for you. Anyway, you can send us feedback and let us know. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to let us know the podcast isn't for you, but we like to hear it. We like to hear from everyone. Positive, negative, neutral. That's just kind of the way we are. You can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents, via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just, you know, call us if you got our phone numbers. Do we have any feedback this week? Why, yes, we do. Well, let's start out with Twitter. Let's. Yeah, let's. Uh, talking about our discussion last week in our Real Thoughts segment about headphones. Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt. It's not good to listen to headphones while grocery shopping. Um, are there any exceptions? There's always exceptions. There's always exceptions. Um, of course, if you're listening to this podcast. But when That's I, no exception. When, honestly, when I was talking about that, I, I didn't intend to say that it wasn't good to wear headphones while grocery shopping. Just that no. I don't like to do it. I don't. What I was talking about was like when you're in the line where yeah, the cashier is talking to you. I mean, yeah, that was if, my main point too. Yeah, that, I think I think that's rude if you're in any point where you're having to interact socially with someone who is, you know, waiting on you like a like you wouldn't wear I wouldn't I wouldn't wear headphones like at a table in a restaurant when the waitress is coming up or waiter's coming up to talk to you or like when you're in the line at the bank or the grocery store or any store really. I mean, I just no. you, when you when you're in a social setting where it's appropriate to interact to get done what you're trying to get done or what the other person is trying to get done, I, I, that's where I think headphones are rude. Just walking around the store, I mean, do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done I that. agree. I agree. And then John Miller at JKM563 responded to Matt with, with this. I keep my hood up, head down, so I can, so I can get in and out. No time for idle chit-chat. <laughs> which which I appreciated uh, because I, I agree that I no may have done talking. yeah I may have done this a time or two. And speaking of Timberlake, on our JT 
Co- Timberland. Oh, Justin Timberland. 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 Or Timberwolf? I don't remember. Yes. Um, on our JT Cosmo Girl role play that we did last, last week. Cosmo Girl. <laughs> Mike Kenny at MJK45039 says, Jason as, ni- as a 19-year-old JT, podcasting at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> well... If by finest you mean worse, then yes, sir. I would say that JT has never had as high pitch of voice as you you had last week, but that's okay. At least I don't think he has. Wait a minute. Are you forgetting his days in NSYNC? Probably. Yeah, I'd probably. say it's probably a good idea to do that. All right, so on our March Madness, we've got... Um, We've got an update, but not an update of like first and second place because I can't make heads or tails of any of that. But well, I guess and, I can. And I, and I don't care. Yeah. Jeff Kenton at Jay Kenton says, I'm not usually one to pay attention to brackets, but getting four out of the elite eight correct this year. Hashtag happy dance. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many teams, though, Jeff still has alive because there's only four left. Jason, did you know that final four We're down to four? Oh, does Final Four mean there's only four left? That's what it means, yeah. Okay. Um, and then on Facebook, Jason Bullet, I guess we are going to talk about first place. Jason Bullet says, currently in first place in both the Speaking of Tangents and TK Little's Bracket Challenge. So there nice. we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he has Michigan winning. So they're still alive. So we'll have to see how oh. all this plays out. Yes. Uh, James Cunningham, James Ivy, 1978. I'd like to take this time and log an official protest about coming in last place in your bracket challenge. Do you know how hard it was to get all those picks wrong? And I'm not sure what James means here because he's not in last place. So do you, do you think he means he should, should be in last place? I think what he means is that he was actually trying to win, not last place, but first place. And he's almost in last Actually, trying to make good picks, which is funny to me. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, I don't know. I may be reading that wrong, but that's what I get out of that. Where does the protest come in? Um, you got me on that one. Okay. All right. He'll have to elaborate on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do know it's pretty hard to get all those picks wrong, which is which is why I think the bracket with zero points should not count as the last place winner, but I know that you you disagree. It's getting a prize for me. Yeah, you're yes. going to give it a prize. I um, might be saving my best prize, what I would consider the best prize for that. But, but I'm pretty sure I know who last place. I think it's Chip Hughes, and I love I love you, Chip. But to me, it's called a bracket challenge. So you got to fill out a bracket. He went outside the box, outside the bracket. I, I realize that's, that's... That's perfect. I wish I would have thought of it. But you know what I think? He might not even meant to do that. He might have just forgot to fill it out or missed the deadline. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's either see either way for me works. It's it's awesome. It's the best. So it's such a lack of caring or an ingenious thought idea that You like it. it. Yeah. He wins for me. I mean, that's that's number one in this. So He'll, I mean, and you're right. It shouldn't get the, you know, our, the official speaking of tangents last place prize. I'm saying I'm sending him an extra prize if he wants it. Okay. All right. So, and we still haven't heard from our SOT legal team. I don't know. They're, they're basically worthless. Um, but if you, yeah. if you wanted to, we could put it to a vote on Twitter and do a poll and, and see what people say. 
No, and I don't then, care what people say. And then we could put it in last place if if the people if the people will it, or you can send him your own personal prize. This is not a democracy. Which, frankly, would be funny to to see what you come up with with your own personal prize. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is a this is this is an outside the bracket outside the bracket prize. So you don't feel like you and I need to have a critical thinking discussion right now. We got this solved. Basically, uh, it's not. I don't think it's critical. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So you're okay with last place going to the last place person with who actually filled out a bracket officially? I think it should go to James, for actually <laughs> trying and coming in last. It should go to the person who comes in last, actually trying. Yeah. Instead of tanking. Yeah. On tanking so I- should not be rewarded. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. But, I almost, if you're going to tank, just go so bad or come up with the gene, the ingenious plan of I'm not feeling even I'm you know submitting the bracket with no picks, yeah, so that you yeah. know you're coming in last. I, it's the tanking on purpose that I do not think should be rewarded. Yeah, you know, for speaking NBA rules yes, here. Yes, so I understand the tanking, and the person that's in last place right now that's not with zero points is. Um, T. Patrick Smith, the name of his bracket being No Todd Takei Repeat. So he's obviously he's obviously, <laughs> he's obviously tanking. tanking. Yes. Now, I think in order to avoid this, if we do this next year, I think mm-hmm. we should give a prize for fourth to last place or something where you actually really have to try. <laughs> um, directly in the middle. Well, we, we do have a directly in the middle Neutral. prize. Oh, we do? Okay. We do this year, yeah. Okay. So anyway... Um, I think we should just give a prize. You and I should get to pick our own individual. Like, okay, this is the bracket that I appreciate the most. It's the, you know, it's the Jason Award and the KJ Award for bracket we appreciate the most. And that's, we just get, and it's, you know, our choice. We could, we could do that. We could add Podcaster's that. choice. Yep. yep. That's fine with me. I think mine right off the top of my head without analyzing the brackets would have to be the Timberlake um, bracket named can't handle the love by Bob Walsh. <laughs> um, but speaking of, I could go with that one. You could well, and actually, I think Luke, uh, Stat Young Man, PB, and Nay has slipped down to fourth place. Oh, which is still a, a like, winner. St- yeah, I went from like tied for seventh to like in the thirties in like one day. I think I'm tied for ninth, which would put me oh, in the good. winners bracket as well. Um, okay, and speaking of the SOT legal team, the worthless legal team, uh, it turns out our interns have also been negligent. They have not Uh-oh. let us know about our email. Mm-hmm. We've had, you know, we've had a few emails, including a really gener- generous offer from Garrett Schumann um, for a prize for the bracket contest. Do you want to talk about what he what he offered? Absolutely. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to explain it. Oh, yeah. As far as I understand it, <laughs> he is going to donate um, a composition, um, a short composition, a mini composition, like a minute or so, yeah. to the winner. Uh, whichever. Yeah, he's basically writing you a song. Yeah, he's basically writing the winner a song. And I don't know what place we'll put that in yet, but I think absolutely, Garrett. Thank you for offering. I think that's we're, awesome. Yeah, we're gonna absolutely take you up on that. And I, and I'm sorry we haven't gotten back to you sooner. Yeah, I believe he said he's gonna write a solo composition for a, a composition, a short like less than a minute or so for a solo instrument, like an original thing. So you'd have your own original. It's like having your own original theme 
Yes. That would, you know, play whenever you entered the room. So I said I was tied for ninth place. I think I think we'll give that to the ninth place winner. That. Sure. <laughs> the first, so like which, if 800 people are tied for ninth place, is it? it we'll do a random drawing. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and I think even it's possible, depending on Garrett, what Garrett comes up with, I might take the composition that he does, like the melody of it. Mm-hmm. And use that to write a song, like 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 almost basically like writing a jingle mm-hmm. for the person on the topic of their choice. That'd be really cool. Yeah, and that would, a- we'd give that as a prize to someone else. So we would basically be subverting someone's prize, you know, their own personal life theme, and turning it into a jingle, which is what we do. Maybe that would be the Jason special prize to Maybe. the zero point bracket. I, want to, I actually want to send them something good, not just yeah. some dumb jingle that I write. Oh, okay. All right. And a few other emails that we got during this time frame that the interns were not informing us. Robert Skull Nikki, mm-hmm. subject line was OD slash DA moment. He said, when I heard KJ drop the name Old Dutch, I said to no one in particular, I know that brand. Winnipeg, where I am, is the Canadian headquarters of Old Dutch. I drive by the building every couple of days. It's been part of my snacking life forever. So that was when we were talking about Old Dutch potato chips, and you said, what's Old Dutch? Right. Robert Skolnicki knows. And that made me happy because I didn't, I thought maybe I was making that up in my head that there wasn't, there was no Old Dutch. What are you talking about? (laughs) When I think of Dutch, I think of, wasn't there a movie starring Ed O'Neill? Yes, yes. Um, who speaking of married with children before? Yes, yeah. Got the dad from that show. Yeah, it all comes together. Yeah, it sounds uh, like a liquor to me, not a potato chip. Yeah, I guess I can Old see that. Dutch. It's definitely a potato chip. Um, Tony Beeson emailed us. This was way back when we did our last quiz with Bob Walsh about, I think Voltaire or Voltron came up. Mm-hmm. And Tony says, Voltaire, Voltron, what's the difference? Spit out my coffee while on my commute when I heard this. <laughs> and, and then he said, I had to look up some quotes. Maybe this could be a quiz. Who said it? Voltaire or Voltron? Should okay. be, he said, should be a rather simple quiz. And then it, Yes, it should be. It, it's, uh, I'll just read a few of them because he gives us the answer right away. Voltron quotes. So here's Voltron. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, Voltron. From days of long... I gotta get the voice right with that. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe. That's, that's the intro. That's the... I did. It's, I think it's the same guy who did the Optimus Prime voice of the cartoons and like maybe did some of the movies, um, those terrible Michael Bay movies, um, did the intro to this, like the voiceover. And that's the first line of it. Quite, quite possibly. I have no cartoon. idea. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read the last one in that voice? No, because my I got a cold. I can't do that voice. Okay. So I'll read it. Looks like a cinnamon roll actually can kill you. Voltron. <laughs> I think these are not like Voltron quotes. They're like quotes from the show Voltron. Because <laughs> uh, Voltron doesn't talk. He doesn't? Voltron is a giant robot. The best, the best um, iteration is a giant robot made of five lion robots. So there are giant lion robots that look like lions, mechanical lions, that are piloted by a person, and then they form a giant robot that fights giant monsters. Not, you know, not very different from the kaiju 
and Jaegers that Kevin was talking about. Okay. All right. So maybe Voltron doesn't talk. Here's one Voltron's more quote awesome. from Voltron or from something associated with Voltron. Form feet and legs, form arms and body, and I'll form, and I'll form the head. The head. Yeah, yeah, that's Voltron. That's the that's the five pilots. They're talking as they're forming Voltron. And what cracked me up about this cartoon, even as I was a kid, I loved it as a kid, and I still think it's cool. But even as a kid, I, re- I recognized <laughs> it would be the same. Like, they would have, like, a 20-minute episode, and five minutes of it would be stuff that they show in every single episode, and it's exactly the same every time. So that they're, oh, like, yeah. putting out a new episode, and, five, uh, you know, a fourth of the episode is the same exact, like, forming Voltron and doing this stuff. And, and every episode ended the same way, you know. They're fighting this giant monster, and they're about to get defeated, and they can't do it. And then, oh, well, we got to form Voltron, and I'm going... Why don't you just form Voltron at the beginning? <laughs> why, why, why are you holding back? Why, and, why are you waiting? And meanwhile, I'm thinking Voltron, on, Voltron is the the bad dude in He-Man. That's how no, much I don't know about Voltron. That's Skeletor. That's right, Skeletor. It's not even close. Oh, goodness. Skeletor is a guy with a skeleton foreface. Yeah, He's a man-sized dude. Voltron now is a giant the- robot. Voltron was based on and literally... Not not just based on, but was made. It was a Japanese anime in like the early eighties, I think. And what they did for Voltron is called Beast King Go Lion, which is a much better name for the show. Beast King Go Lion. Beast King Go Lion, which they <laughs> literally took clips from that show and recut it and redubbed it over with dialogue, and not just like dubbed it, like took the and translated it. They cut it up and made their own show, and that's what that's what became Voltron off of this Japanese show that they just like went, oh, we can make this part into this and this part into this, and they cut it together and made it into a show. So that's maybe why it always ended, you know, it had five minutes of the same thing because they only had so much to Yeah, on. maybe, maybe. Um, now, Voltaire, I'll read a couple of Voltaire quotes. Okay. Common sense is not so common. I agree with that, Voltaire. Agreed. I have only ever made one prayer to God, a very short one. Oh, Lord, make my enemies ridiculous. And God granted it, Voltaire. <laughs> um, and Voltaire, my crazy aunt, told me that she has seen Voltaire's grave. It's, it's in Paris, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yes, he's French philosopher and writer. Yes. So thank you for clearing that up for us, Mr. Beast. Yes, have you ever read any Voltaire's books? Or any I don't think stuff? so. I don't <clears throat> think so. I read... I read Candide when I was in high school, and they managed to read it. It's pretty good. It's like Indeed? a satirical. Indeed, Candide. you did. Oh, okay. C a n d i d e. Okay, all right. I've not read any Voltaire. I don't okay. think. Maybe I have. Um, uh, and- he's very like satirical against religion and politics and stuff. A lot of his stuff. Um, well, maybe I'd just, like you know him. just a very very critical thinker. And I mean, not that I agree with everything he'd said, but it's. It helps. It's one of these things. It was like you know, we should think about this stuff, and we should think mm-hmm, critically mm-hmm. about this stuff. So he's kind of you know, so Voltron. Voltron, not so much. No, I love Voltron. I love Voltron more than I love Voltaire. Voltron is one of my favorite cartoons ever. I love okay. Voltron, even in in particular the first season with the lions, the second season with the, the spaceships and all that stuff, and when they started forming, you know, like different. I think they just ran out of footage from this because American shows are the only ones that like we got to make twelve seasons of this stuff. Like, you look at other places around the world, they make, like, one or two seasons, and they're like, we told our story, that's it, we're out. Yeah. Which is the way to go. It is definitely the way to go. 
but you know, so they only had like one, like so the first season of Ultron was the Lions, which was the best part, the best season I think, and then they made like the spaceship one, and there was one where they had like forty or fifty spaceships that formed Voltron, which is wrong. Um, I, I I went into that, but now Netflix has a Voltron uh, cartoon, like a new reboot that came out like a few years ago. Oh, that I hadn't actually watched because it's yeah, it's kind of like I I don't know. I get it. I loved old Voltron so much that first Lion season. I get it. I don't know if I want to. Don't know if you want to ruin it. Yes. You know, Dawson's Creek is also coming back with the reunion. I saw. Really. That's what I saw. Yeah, and I don't know. I would assume it's true, but you guess you can't really do that anymore. When is nine hundred two one zero coming back? I don't know. Um. But yeah, that was from that quiz. And speaking of quizzes, Bob Walsh wrote us another quiz, and I'm sure oh, we'll, cool. get, we'll get to that in you know in a you know in the future. So Absolutely. thank you, Bob. And speaking of Tony Beeson, he wrote us a jingle after the Eric Clapton blowhard thing. Okay. So I, I think we should play that jingle. Uh, I think we should. Oh, wonderful tonight. Yes. Is this from the actual Blowhard movie or album? Hey, I'm Eric Clapton. It's on slow hand, yeah. Okay, all right. Fans can't get enough of me. My ex-wife, Patty. Oh, <laughs> I think she feels differently. <laughs> She had that look in her eyes And she caught me off guard When she said, Eric, you're a slow heart <laughs> I, think, I think my favorite yep. part of that is the Hey, I'm Eric Clapton, which... It's not done enough in songs like original songs that people wrote. The person that writes it goes, "Hey, here's my name." That's right. Yep, <laughs> that was good. Thank yes. you, Tony. That um, was Patty, who I think we talked about a week or two ago, yes, or whatever. We did. That was married to George. She was married to George Harrison. Eric Clapton wrote Layla, partially about her, and then <laughs> she divorced Harrison and married Eric Clapton. Yeah, so that's so. And great. then divorced Clapton. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we got to do a little food. Well, we don't have to, but we will. Todd Takei at Tooth Takei. Mm-hmm. Um, he tweeted, I think I found a new list topper for you, Jason. And I'm pretty sure we agree on this one. Um, and it's from bestproducts.com. And they were talking, uh, showed us a picture of chocolate covered pickles. Hmm. No. I bet that's actually pretty good. I don't think I'd like that. Because, like, fried pickles are good. I don't think I've had fried pickles. That's a state I, fair food. These yeah, look like of. state fair foods to me, chocolate-covered pickles. I agree. Yeah, that doesn't, I mean, I'm not a big fan of pickles, but I feel like putting chocolate on most things makes it better. Well, that's true. But I might as well just eat chocolate and forego the pickle. Yeah, you got to have that's something I, there that tastes a little different. you got to have, like, the savory or the salty with the sweet. So we're kind of, you're saying yes, maybe, and I'm saying no. I'm saying it's not the worst thing ever. Well, that's true. That's definitely true. Um, now, from Will at Aquarium, D-R-N-K-E-R, mm-hmm. he sent me a quote from Jerry Garcia. I equate deadheads to people that like black licorice. 
There aren't many people that like black licorice, but the ones that do really, really like it. Or buttermilk or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, that's about me liking black licorice and talking about black licorice for the last couple of weeks. And speaking of black licorice, (laughs) I've got a quick story. I know we're running long, but I have this story. I think that you'll appreciate the story. Mm-hmm. So when we were in when we that's were in Lincoln, all the time we have for this week. <laughs> <laughs> when we were in Lincoln a couple weeks ago, Nebraska, at Licorice International, and I tasted that Daryl Lee Black Licorice, and you know that I loved it, but I yeah. also thought my mom would love it because you know I've always known that that was something that she and I both shared the love of black licorice. Mm-hmm. So we bought her a package, you know, and for her birthday, and we brought it to her and. When we we wrapped it all up and everything, and when we got to Iowa, we were just sitting around talking about our trip to Lincoln and going to Licorice International and how good the black licorice was. And my mom responds with, oh, yuck. I don't think I could even stand the smell of that store. What? Yeah. And so the Hall of Famer and I looked at each other and we're like, what? And so I I asked her, well, what do you mean? Don't, Don't you like licorice? I thought you love black licorice like I do. She says, no, I've never even liked licorice. I mean, sometimes I'll eat red licorice, but I hate black licorice. And I thought she was, <laughs> you know what I, you know the first thing I thought was? What? That she was going to say, yeah, I can't stand Australians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. And so, again, I looked at the Hall of Famer, we looked at each other, and I said, well, there goes your birthday present. And Whoa, I, really? What? Yeah, because she, we bought her black licorice and she hates it. What? Where did you get in your head that she I liked it? Did know. you figure it I out? I always thought we shared this. I, I can't figure it out. I said, well, what do you mean? I thought, I swear you and I were the only ones in the family that liked black licorice. And she said, no, I've never liked black licorice. I don't know where you're getting this from. So I made <laughs> that up in my head. And so now I, I think that this is a good <laughs> new strategy for me for future B-Day presents, you know, <laughs> buy, buy people Buy people things that you like, that they hate, and then you get to keep it. Uh, that's what a lot of people do. Yeah, I think that's the approach. That's what I do for my kids anyway. I buy them what I want, and then... No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we, got the, we, ate the, we ate the black licorice on our drive home. Sorry, Mom. My takeaway from this is, what else have you invented in your head over the years that you think people agree with you about? Um... Probably a lot more than I think. Yeah, that takes, I think that goes that's for both of us. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't yeah. believe it, though. I was shocked about that. The thing that made me laugh about the black licorice is you were, like, trying to get, you remember Brad brought some back from Australia or whatever? Yeah. Um, Jen sent that picture. She tweeted a picture. She yeah. found it at Target. I know. <laughs> which is funny. Which goes to show you that I never shop for black licorice on my own. And so it was one of those things where we walked into the the novelty store in Lincoln and, oh, yeah, I'm going to try this. And it was really good. So now I know I can get it at Target, which could be dangerous. Yeah. So um, do you really like black licorice or are you had you like forgotten and kind of talked your own self into it? (laughs) I can say that I love Daryl Lee black licorice. Cool. And, And I also love black jelly beans. So then I asked my mom. Is it black? Do you like black jelly beans? She said, no, I don't like black, any black licorice or jelly beans. So I don't know where I got it from. 
I think but, that's the appropriate response to that. Uh, who likes that stuff? Exactly. Yeah. So, and lastly, Bobby Godfrey at Bobby Godfrey sent us a picture of Peep Oreos and said that time of year. Um, yes. So yeah, I had Peep Oreos last year and I don't need to go there again. I did not have them last year and will not have them this year. That's a smart I didn't choice. Need to go there at all? Yeah. Yeah, that's a smart choice. Um, Do we have anything else? Do we have any Amazon reviews this week? No, uh, I don't have anything else but to say that this will be the last episode of our podcast and it's over. So thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. Yes, you heard that right. We know it can be sad when things come to an end. But we here at Speaking of Tangents are going to be redirecting our time and efforts. And instead of recording a regular weekly podcast... We'll be starting a brand new endeavor as we pursue other opportunities. So even though this is the very last episode, you can look forward to the very first episode of a brand new adventure, debuting just next week right here in this same feed. It's Droll Play, a weekly hour-long podcast that is filled exclusively with us and some very special guests acting out celebrity interviews from old magazines including live reading of any ads on the in-between pages. Jason playing a 19-year-old JT was just the beginning. In the coming months and or years, you might even hear KJ as a younger, somehow less wise than the current version Taylor Swift. And on the rare occasion, they might even join forces with special guests, young Statman, the Hall of Famer, Jason's wife, J-Bab's sports chick, and introducing Brad Weiss as they relive the epic Beverly Hills 90210 cast interview from People Magazine circa 1992. Join us as we role play in a dry, unusual way. It's Droll Play, the only live read podcast you'll ever need. Droll Play, a Speaking of Tangents podcast, part of the Advice Podcast Production Network. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Special consultant for guest acquisitions is KJ Onstead. And speaking of guests, we want to say thanks to Kevin Stanfield for coming on with us again today. Check Kevin out on Twitter at StanfieldKevin, S-T-A-N-F-I-E-L-D. Let him know if you've seen Gigantor. And speaking of being old, my neck felt a whole lot better standing for the whole podcast today. You know, it really feels good to take a stand. Graphics by Jason Fuse. KJ out. I love snow peas. And I love you. Bye-bye.